0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Hoopjack podcast series. I am your host Chris Farmstead with me as always is Jake Atkins. Jake, how are you doing my man? I'm living. I'm doing good. Can't complain. Uh, so hopefully you guys are ready for a fun filled packed episode because as usual we are going to get started with our this day in history segment. Jake, what do you got? The only thing that i was able to get on today was on
1: this day in 2005 the nba um, formerly known as the national basketball development league changed its name to the nba development league they they did that because they felt like national basketball development league didn't give the right like context to what the league is about they wanted it to be a place where people could develop to be in the nba so they switched the name just to to give it a better feel, um, and it kept that name until two thousand seventeen. And now we they you know they were sponsored by Gatorade, so now it's the G League. But on this day in history, it became known as the developmental league.
0: Yeah, I think when Gatorade kind of endorsed it, I feel like that's a lot better than saying like the developmental league. It's kind of yeah. like you know you kind of just you know there playing. And it's not really like helpful to anybody but once like the g league came about like the name changed i think people started to take more seriously and you're starting to see and what we're going to start seeing is a lot of high school players end up going to the g league a lot of four-star five-star recruits not wanting to take that college route and go straight to the g league which i can understand as a Uh, money-making standpoint but as a developmental standpoint i feel like going to college would be you know the first step and i'm not saying that you know you don't have to i say because i'm not i'm not trying to preach i'm just saying that you know it would look good and more than likely scouts are going to look at the colleges than they are with the g league because you know everyone wants that shot in the g league but it's kind of like a dime a dozen it's the yeah. same with college, but more likely college, like NBA scouts are looking at the college games because it's the same kind of, you know, you're like still the youth is still there in the G League. You're ranging from anyone from right out of high school to guys who've been in the G League for years, over a decade. Like the that guy yeah, he uh, played,
1: he came in a few years ago for the Lakers, Ingram. Like played his first Ingram. Yeah, he was he was like a 12-year G League
0: vet. And he got his call up and made it to the league, which I'm—I was so happy for him. But I mean, it's like there's no telling how long you'll be—you'll stay in the G League until you get your shot. And I think you know, uh, we'll see how athletes go from that standpoint. Now that college athletes are being paid, even some high school athletes are starting to get paid, and That's it kind of scares me to realize to think the kind of attitudes. That's going to come around with paying guys, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old.
1: I get in college, like if they want to have sponsorships, that's all well and good. There's no reason to pay a high school kid. That's just asking for problems. You give, you give someone 16, 17 years old, like, I mean, I don't know how much they're giving them, but even, even hundreds of dollars, the trouble I would have gotten into with hundreds of dollars in high school is
0: astronomical. Oh, it would have been, yeah, it would have been crazy. I would have, I would have stayed in trouble. <laughs> I'd have gone out as much as I could. I just, oh, yeah. None of that would have been saved. I would have been like, make it rain. I don't but
1: want no. to throw any high school team or program under the bus, especially the high school that I went to. So I'm not going to say its name, but we had a kid that I went to high school with. We paid him to be there every month his bank account was put up to 5 G's so if oh he God. had if he had 4 G's they give him a thousand if he had nothing they gave him five and I mean th- this dude he he paid cash for a car just a little beater to get to him from school and practice he was buying people lunch every day like this dude was bawling in high school and th- there's no reason for it
0: there's not and I just and the attitude that comes with that is you're sort of entitled to it because of the athletic ability that you have. And you know, it's it's genetics, man. It's, it's how hard, it's the genetics you have and also how hard you want to work. Because a lot of guys, you know, are tall and are athletic or tall and not athletic or short and not athletic or short and very athletic. It just depends on, you know, either, uh, genetics and, you know, the ability for which you want to achieve it. It's how hard you want to work and how yeah. hard you want to grow.
1: Uh, he he bought me chinese food like every day there was it was me him and one other dude we were boys um we don't keep in touch as much these days but in high school we we were boys we went everywhere together he, he buys chinese food every day for lunch so shout out my dude if you're listening to this you know who i'm talking about thank you
0: all right so um, that's our little this day in history uh hope everyone had a good talk about that so segueing from that game five whoo this playoff series is probably one of the best I've ever seen. Just of how close it is. Game it's 5 goes to Milwaukee away in Phoenix. 123-119. And it comes off, you know, it was so close. Drew Holiday with that big steal and then the alley-oop to honor de Kumpo with the and one oop. Oh, that picture is legend. If you guys have not seen the photo of Giannis' alley-oop finish, you gotta see it. That's like, le- that's legendary press
1: pause right now and go look at the picture and then come back
0: but you gotta see it yeah
1: but one thing about that that's not getting talked about as much as it needs to chris paul is a punk i lost all respect he tried to undercut Giannis. i get that you gotta make a play at the ball but he too he just two hand shoved below the waist like that's asking
0: well, that Good was problem. the same thing when um, there was the steal, and then apparently the call was already called in the backcourt, but then Devin Booker dunked, and Giannis technically, like, pulled him down, not really going for the ball. And they didn't they, – it was ended up being a foul call in the backcourt, but at the same time, it's – you just got to know where you are. And at that situation, there's no reason to and one, even though, like, it was a great finish. You're so close – like you're right there. You could you could have still not have fouled and had an opportunity to score. And just they had a solid start in that first quarter. That first quarter alone, they were doing so well. Thirty-seven to twenty-one after the first quarter, and then Milwaukee went 43-24 in that second quarter, and they just took off. Chris Middleton like a, on fire. Like a
1: twenty-seven point swing at one. Like they it were was. down sixteen, went up eleven. Like. That's championship basketball.
0: That is championship basketball. That's brilliant defense by Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, Giannis Antetokounmpo showing he's big-bodied down there in the paint. And does the series end in Milwaukee? or Wh- Whatever I
1: say, the opposite is going to happen because I have missed every single prediction wrong since the playoffs started, dating back to who we thought was going to make it into the finals. Yeah, I've been wrong about it all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Milwaukee closes it out. I think I don't think Chris Paul has enough enough in him. Devin Booker's playing amazing basketball, um, especially for his, his first time ever in the playoffs. He's playing really well. Um, but I think Chris Paul is kind of letting him down a little bit. He's not playing awful, but he's not playing as well as they need him to play. So I'm going to say Milwaukee closes it in six. I hope Edwin. I'm wrong. I'd love to see a game seven, but I think Milwaukee will we'll close it at six. See, that's the
0: thing, though. It's I still have faith in the Suns. I still would like it to go to seven, and the only reason I'm like hesitant is because Chris Paul's been kind of hit or miss. It's he started the game well, but then the turnovers kick in. He's Drew Holiday is playing amazing defense. He's playing Chris Paul full court. Like you don't. The last time, probably you saw anybody take anybody up full court, Scotty Pippen against Magic Johnson, in the, and, in Chicago's first uh, finals appearance. It was the this, only time you probably ever seen one on one point guard, the uh, small forward, even up like one on one.
1: This is a guy who, me, you, and our guest on the last episode we were debating whether he's top four top five point guard in the history of the nba it's and just he's, right now he's not playing like yeah him. he's just getting worked he's he seems a little
0: overwhelmed with the defensive pressure but i mean that's what i mean i get it this is your first finals experience but you gotta expect Milwaukee ain't just gonna take this line down they were here to win Milwaukee's trying-
1: first finals too
0: I can't, I can't even in, use that in as a fi- excuse. In 50 years, this is their first Finals appearance. In 50 years. Their last title was back in 71. No, I'm saying this no, is, uh, Yeah, 71.
1: Like, every player, except for, like, Jay Crowder, is the first time they've made it to the Finals in this series, I believe.
0: Yes, because so I, Jay Crowder made it to the Finals the year before with Miami.
1: He impacts winning. He's very underrated, but... Every everyone that's in this game, that's except for him, this is their first go at a, at a championship, really. And I can't, I can't let that be used as a reason why Chris Paul is is underperforming, because Drew Holiday's not been in the finals before.
0: Chris this, Middleton's this, not been yeah. in the finals before. Tucker not really been in the finals before. Giannis' first finals appearance. Like, and I get it, but it's just Chris Paul's the most veteran player at everyone on both teams and you want people to respect you as a top five point guard hey you got to come out game six win or go home you got to give everything game six and then game seven you come back home and you take care of business but right now it's not looking like it i still believe phoenix come out and win it in seven just they need to come out as strong as they did back in games five in the first quarter and not let up the problem was they led up after that first quarter. They were riding a high in Phoenix at home. And they just let it go. Like you said, they had that turnaround where Milwaukee was just hitting everything through holiday hitting threes, Middleton hitting mid-ranges, through holiday, even as well on the defensive end, stripping the ball. Like it's crazy how you know it's it's a game of runs. And if you're not managing the ball correctly and if you're not taking care of business, then you're not gonna win a title that's not championship basketball
1: four times in chris paul's career he has been a part of a team that went up two to nothing and then lost. or he, he's, he's done it three times this could be the fourth in the history of the nba only one other player has done it twice chris paul's already done it three times he's working on his fourth but blake griffin has done, did it once with the Clippers, with Chris Paul, and and it happened again this year. I don't really hold this year against him. He's a role player, but Chris Paul has been the best player or the second best player. Three going on four times that a team has went up two games to nothing
0: in a playoff series and then lost. And that's and that's the thing, though. Like, they went up two nothing, and that's in, in the first, in the finals, and... Milwaukee just turned on the Jets. They realized, oh, we need to come back firing at home. And they did. And then they took care of business away. And they're going back home game six feeling, ooh, Deer District's going to be up, alive, and ready to go. It's going to they're, be. They're, boarding the, they're already boarding the windows. Yep. And, and as the great, you know, round of town Charles Barkley once said, they might have to take the stuff off the windows. Because, you know, if Phoenix comes back and wins it, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody should say, take the stuff off the windows. Ain't no celebrating tonight. But you know, the way that Milwaukee's playing, we just gotta see how it goes. If if they've played been playing and they play the way that they have been, I don't see Phoenix coming back and win it. But I do have faith. I still got Phoenix and seven. But and then if, it's been a wild playoffs. It has been. It's been crazy. This whole season has been just insane. But then another another thing, and I want to comment, is Kevin Durant had made a post saying that the 2017 Finals is the greatest Finals ever. That is a and freezing I'm, cold take i and, and I and I have and I looked and I look at the series; it was four to one. That's what I was just it's, checking. It right wasn't now. even close. Yeah, like that... Golden State had the better team. The only players that Cleveland had that were decent were. Uh, Kyrie and LeBron Kevin Love was like Hit or miss J.R. Smith Didn't know How much time there was Left on the clock And You know They didn't have anybody else So you can't say That that finals yeah. Was the best Now the 2000, 2016 Was, was better than finals. Was better than 17 Yeah I think and a lot of people think that kevin durant said it because there he wants to people to justify his rings i'm like that's all he gotta, wants that's that's really all you want because i still take the claim that dirk nowitzki's one ring is better than durant's too
1: yeah dirk nowitzki's one ring is probably the last like what most people would consider authentic it's probably the last
0: championship because you look at that Dallas Mavericks team, they were not supposed to win. No, They, they were weren't. not supposed to win that finals at all, much less come out of the West. Yeah,
1: they beat Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh.
0: All in one playoff
1: run. Like all that's, in one that's playoff that's run. Seven, seven Hall of Fame players. It's just mind-boggling that one run.
0: That, that Dallas team went that how, went the distance how Gasol, all that's eight Gosh. like that. that's just unbelievable that i know and it's just crazy that you still want like and what what irritates me is a lot of people a lot of athletes want to say stuff just for clout and they want like that attention i get it but at least you know back it up with something don't just throw it out there and see yeah. how people react because people are going to torture you that's a people are going to come at, at you with actual statistics and facts about that was not the best series of all time. The Lakers Celtics
1: wasn't. final when when Kobe got his last ring.
0: That, that was, was a, a better, much title.
1: better. That was Lakers Celtics, right? I'm not. Yeah, it was Lakers okay. Celtics. Yeah. That
0: went seven games.
1: Yeah, that was a much better finals than 2017.
0: Yeah, and it's just crazy that you know an athlete of his caliber like you don't have to keep justifying why like your two rings like your series was better like if you're if you're mad about something like because you didn't make the finals i get it but don't take it out and say something so outlandish yeah just does make your two any rings. sense
1: you got the rings people say it counts people say it doesn't count at the end of the day the record books say two championships there's no asterisk Regardless of what anybody says, those
0: rings count.
1: It doesn't matter. It's okay.
0: Or, and that's and, and that's another thing. People need to stop saying an asterisk title because the can,
1: the bubble championship and doesn't the bubble championship doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything.
0: It's still a ring. I would say the
1: bubble championship means more than a regular championship because you don't have home court advantage in the bubble. You're playing out there in almost dead silence. You got to put the ball in the basket. You don't have people counting Giannis's free throws you don't have people chanting f trey young or trey young is balding you got nobody in the stands it's just you versus your man that's harder that's harder to deal with because you don't have that mental aspect of it
0: and the fact of the matter is is that you know we they played that championship during a time where there was a national pandemic a worldwide yeah. pandemic. And if you were in health and safety protocol, forget it, you're out of the series. It didn't matter. And, you know, and we're still dealing with it right now at the Olympics, but we're slowly getting to a point where I'm not saying we're gonna get back to a sense of normalcy because we're not. This this pandemic has opened a lot of people's eyes to, you know, we gotta take better care of ourselves and we need to, you know, be careful wherever we go. And I'm not saying, you know, again, you don't need to listen to what I say. I'm just saying that from my experience is we just need to look out for each other and not look out for just for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're part of the problem. Yep. So, all right. So we're going to take a quick intermission break. When we come back, we have more topics coming up. So stay tuned. And we're back. So before the break, I told you all about we're going to we have more topics coming up. And the first topic is I recently went and see the critically, you know, hated, which I don't understand (laughs) why it was hated. Space new Space Jam movie. And it kind of reminded me of the original Space Jam, where the athlete is not a great actor, (laughs) but he didn't have to be. And. I, I I really didn't understand why there was so much hate, because to be honest, the fact that people hated it and they went to go see it, it got a bigger box office uh, amount than the Black Widow movie.
1: Y'all keep hating on it,
0: but, but they, they, you're people, putting
1: money in his pockets. So I know, like matters.
0: people went and saw it, and in my when I went and saw it, it wasn't even that bad. It was just it was nice seeing a lot of the old you know, Warner Brothers, Hanna Barbera, cartoon references. Like you saw, you know, The Iron Giant, you saw King Kong, you saw like movies such as like The Mask and Beetlejuice and you know, The Ad- like the Adams Family and all the others cartoons that we grew up with as kids. And it was nice to have that kind of reference. And you know, people are hating it because I couldn't even understand why. Like, you all knew LeBron wasn't going to be a great actor, but that part of the movie wasn't even about LeBron. It was about, you know, his kid and the cartoons, and even Don Cheadle had a decent performance. But it was crazy how much people hated on the movie gave it, like, a three-star. I, I Out of ten, I'd give it, like, a six. Because it wasn't great, but it was at least a comical movie to go see.
1: So Rotten Tomatoes, like that's like the basis yeah. of movies yeah. like they, that's like the, the most referenced movie review site it's gotten at a 32% but the audience score is an 81% so my, my take on it, I haven't seen the movie so I'm, I can't cast any this is a good movie, this is a bad movie judgments uh, what I'm able to gather just from social media and online this movie is not made for 25 to 30 year olds so yeah, we're we're probably going to go think it's it's a little silly and it's not that great of a movie. I went to see Frozen 2 with my my two little sister-in-laws. I thought it was a bad movie because I'm 25 years old. They loved it because it was targeted to their audience. That's what this movie is targeted. When Space Jam came out, it was targeted to us.
0: It yeah, it's not, it wasn't it's not targeted poor. towards, you know, 40 to 50-year-olds. It was targeted to kids or even teenagers. It's supposed it's not to be comical. an adult movie.
1: It's, it's it's a
0: kids movie. It's not. But I think a lot of people our age wanted to go see it just to see how it related to the first one and I knew it wasn't because of the graphics. Now it I think you know the storyline it was more comical like they could do whatever they wanted and everything. But I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. I think people are just, you know, hating just to hate and just arguing just, just just making a complaint because they feel like it. So off going off of that. What is what is the greatest, you know, sports movie, movie. or basketball movie of all time? We'll go with sports movie of all time. The greatest. And I will do top I'll do top right 3. What's oh your top 3? Okay. Top 3 because doing one that's tough, but three, you can at least do three. And it doesn't have to be in order.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go Glory Road. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with
0: Major League. Charlie Sheen, Major League. That is is a good one. That's a classic.
1: Very Um, classic. And then the third one. Oh, man, this was tough. I'm going to go with... Uh, Field of Dreams. That that movie that's gets home a, for that's,
0: me. That's a classic. Yeah, movie. that that
1: was a big movie for me and my dad growing up. We loved that movie. Referenced it all the time playing baseball growing up. So I'm gonna say Field of Dreams. So I'm going Field of Dreams, Glory Road
0: and Major League. That's it. And and Field of Dreams is a great movie. And they're and not basketball related, but they are playing uh it's the, the Yankees and um uh, is it the Twins? Or it's the Yankees and uh some, it might be the White Sox are playing for the game her. out there, like for charity. The Field of Dreams field.
1: Oh, I haven't heard about
0: that. Oh you gotta look it up. They're they're Not actually after. gonna do it. I don't I don't know if it's this year. And It might be this year that um they're doing an actual game out on the field, the cornfield. No, that's which I think cool. which I think is really cool. So my top three, I would put number three as um Glory Road. Yep. Number three. Uh, number two, I would pick um, Coach that's, Carter. Yeah. That's so a that's one. a good one. And number one, I got to pick Remember the Titans. I was
1: just thinking of Remember the Titans. I dropped the ball. I couldn't remember the name of it. That's a great
0: yeah. movie. That's and a great
1: story, if you,
0: if you ever look at the behind the scenes, they had Coach Boone on the set. Yep. And reenacting like how he coached, he coached just like the movie acted. He out- acted as a commander, like he was a, like he was a you know a general. He he was the dictator. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna modify mine. I'm I gotta put I gotta put. Um, Remember the Titans, Glory Road, and and uh, Field of Dreams. Glory Road and Remember the Titans are just what those stories did for sports. It's just, it's unparalleled.
0: I know, because they, you know, and there aren't really a lot more coming out because it's hard. Like, you see a lot of other movies like Miracle, like the the ice hockey team, and you see, you know, there just isn't a lot of sports. Even with Space Jam, it's more comical than, you know, real story. But even, there's just not a whole lot right now for sports movies. small movies. Because... You can quote a lot of, you know, life quotes from the sports movies because you can live by them. Yeah, probably the, the most memorable
1: one for me, my, my tennis coach in high school used it all the time whenever I was wearing um, wearing my butt as a hat all, all the time because I was just a stubborn, ornery little teenager. Um, he, he would always say attitude reflects leadership. Yeah,
0: from um, remember the Titans? Yeah, and I I think it it says a lot, you know, just the way that you can live your life and make it the best that you can. Um, so that's my take on Space Jam. I, if you're gonna hate, hate, but at least if you're gonna hate, just go watch the movie first, have a good laugh. it's, It's you don't gotta take it seriously. You know nj just go that's what i did i went into it with an open mind in a very empty theater because nobody <laughs> wanted to go see it and even then it's just you know everyone's still watching it on like hbo max and you know finding a way to watch it and it's i'm not paying that much for hbo let alone it was so difficult watching it in a movie theater it's still so kind of expensive that's, that's where we're going
1: like all these networks have their own streaming platform when movies come out you pay thirty dollars you've got it on your streaming platform like i get that it's nice to be able to watch that stuff from home but what what's wrong with the good old-fashioned movie theater experience i'd go to a drive-in theater if they still had them pay the ten dollars for the popcorn pay the seven dollars for the large coke the $6 for your pack of Twizzlers and just I go think, see the daggone movie.
0: I think a lot of people just don't want to because they know if they go to the movie they're going to be paying extra for all the concessions and it's, you know... It's the experience. It, it, I know, it's really, experience. it's really just the experience of having that and doing something with it. And even, like, just going out, like, just a date night or anything like that. Yeah, people don't, like, why would you go on a date night to a movie? It's like, well, you're just chilling. Yeah. watching a movie. Me and my wife have, um, there's a movie theater
1: in the next town over from us. We pay $20 a month each, and we can watch unlimited movies. We'll go see any movie. It doesn't matter if it's good, if it's bad, if we want to see it, we're going to go see it. We'll go, you know, pre-COVID and everything, we were going to see five, six movies a month. And we're only paying $20.
0: Unlimited yeah. movies. Yeah. So, real quick, uh, before we get into our, you know, last topic, there have been cases going on as far as the Olympics goes with coronavirus. People have been testing positive. A lot of big-name U.S. athletes are contract, are contracting covid and put into the health and safety protocol one week before the Olympics start. Should should we be worried that um, more cases could happen as well as variants coming about with the athletes? Because I feel as a, you know, even though we're over here and, you know, trying to keep it under control, I still feel like it's, we still need to take it as seriously as we should.
1: I'm not a doctor. By any stretch of the imagination, I went to business school and I run a rental car office. By any stretch of the imagination or by no stretch of the imagination, am I qualified to give advice. But by God, I'm going to do it anyway. We've got to be careful because these this new strain, they're saying that the vaccine is not super effective against this new strain. And the new strain is more easily spread with worse symptoms and Tokyo or Japan itself is already having an uptake in cases. So we we just gotta be careful, otherwise we're gonna find ourselves in the same situation we were in a year ago, where most places are locked down, people can't find jobs because businesses are closed or closed because they're not at max capacity, they can't afford to stay open. And then with the new wage increase, you're gonna have to be paying people more. There's a whole bunch of different factors we just got to be careful like you were saying earlier we've got to protect ourselves whether you believe yeah. in it or not protect yourself
0: right and um so i saw so going into our last topic of today we're going to talk about the the winner take all basketball tournament now you're wondering now you're listening wondering what is that is that like you know a three-on-three tournament Something like you could just have fun with it? Actually, no. So, the tournament, the basketball tournament, is a 24 team, $1 million winner take all tournament created in 2014 by, by a guy by the name of Jonathan Muger. So, when it started in 2000, predominantly 2018, it had 2014, 15 ish, they had 97 teams. Transfer into 18, they had 72, 64 teams in 2019 and since 2021. So they've narrowed it down to 64 teams, and the 2020 edition had a field of 24. So it's kind of like the NCAA tournament bracket style of a team of 64. Now, uh, Jake, it's mainly consist teams are consisted of alumni from different areas or yeah. college basketball players.
1: You've got, for example, Overseas Elite is a bunch of international players. Typically, they dominate the field. They, I think they've won the most TBT championships, but it's a lot of alumni teams like Marshall University. Um, they've got, heard that. Um, Stevie Browning played big for Marshall, Ryan Kelly, John Elmore, uh, Tino Trapano didn't play at Marshall, but he, you know, he's with that crew, grew up with them and everything. You've got like a West Virginia Mountaineers team um, You've got Bayhams Army, Syracuse, you've got Ohio State with an alumni team
0: um, You have Notre Dame Notre Dame, Carmen's Crew, Golden yep. Eagles And like you said, Overseas Elite so Overseas teams. Elite went from Were four four Time champions, 2015 To 2018, they won They won All, all of them, 2019 Was Carmen's Crew, 2020 were the Golden Eagles, last and year was Sideline Cancer, wasn't it? I think it was uh, no 2020. Uh, it would it would have been the Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles beat sideline. cancer. Okay. Golden Eagles. That is Marquette. I believe. Golden Eagles. I'm looking at it. Yeah, it is Marquette. Okay. Yeah, it
1: so, is. I mean, this tournament is just it's so exciting because you know once once these guys graduate a lot of the times they don't really get to play meaningful basketball again so to to be able to see greg odin he's played in it before to be able to see john elmore playing again to be able to see stevie browning playing again to be able to see a butler um and a bunch of those guys from west virginia kevin jones john flowers like this is a big deal for for like really passionate ncaa fans because a lot of these guys didn't go on to play professional so them being able to to come in and do that now it's really fun to watch you know it's intense you don't really see a ton of blowouts because of the elam ending Uh, for those of you who don't know the elam ending was adapted full time in the tbt in 2018. so what happens is the first dead ball under four minutes they turn the clock off um and if the score for example is 80 to 75 the target score becomes 88 you add eight points to the leading score and you play until someone hits that score you can't foul to stop the clock because there is no clock you can't really um you can't hack a shack your way to it and you just play until someone hits that target score and you wouldn't believe the comebacks that happen in this in this tournament man It's, it's unbelievable and you get like you don't get last-second heaves, but you get like that walk-off kind of feel, where it's like one thing happens, oh man, it's over. That's really it. So it's it's just a it's it's a different world, and it's so fun to watch.
0: I think it also is good because you're giving guys who uh, are not playing in the NBA a chance to you know come away with some prize money. And reading about how it works. Uh, let me see. So, you know, I read it right right here. They Um, even adapted
1: the Elam ending into the NBA All-Star game. Like this Elam ending is really starting to get some clout because it's fun to watch. People have been really
0: receptive to it. So reading, reading from here, the championship prize money was originally $500,000 in 2014. And then it changed to a million in 2020. The prize money goes to the winning team's personnel. An additional 10% of that amount goes to its top fans. The 2019 tournament was the first to offer prizes other than the main winner-take-all prize. Each regional winner received 25% of their region's ticket proceeds
1: so actually one of the regions this year is west virginia um the capital charleston is hosting a region so you've got your hometown teams in marshall and west virginia getting to play in front of their hometown crowds again so the the civic center out in charleston um espn said they did like 30 million dollars in renovations leading up to this this tournament 30 million dollars of renovations
0: i feel like i've seen the renovations (laughs) because when we used to travel to charleston i would see like a lot of renovation going into like what i felt like was the giants like basketball stadium and you know it makes sense to you know now that i know that you know that's what that for that's what that's for and i feel like this tournament is really good not just good tv but i think it's good basketball as well because you're seeing a lot of good competition that you know and it gives these guys the opportunity to work hard for that million dollars and it, it's
1: good for the local
0: economy too because
1: we don't have i mean we've got a division two team and then the harlem globetrotters come in sometimes but that's really i mean aside from you know high school sports that's all that all the basketball that that area gets so to have you know these big name players coming in and playing yeah, it's, good. it's great for the for the local community. It's great for the kids. It's great for the economy because of the the money that they're bringing in with hotels and ticket prices and concessions. And then, you know, the teams going to the restaurants and people coming in from out of town to watch it. It's just so great for the Charleston community. It, it makes me so happy that they got this to happen there.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really good to, good basketball and it's good to watch and, you know, Best of luck to whoever's out there at playing, and hopefully, uh, y'all are gonna work hard for that million dollars. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if over the overseas crew won it again; it'd be their fifth championship in a while. But again, the Golden Eagles are looking to repeat.
1: You know, it it rubs me the wrong way on overseas elite because they had Joe Johnson last year. For one, it kind of goes against their name, and two, Joe Johnson was on an NBA roster at one point last year, and then he just yeah that, to that the is TPG. curious.
0: Like, that is curious. How do how do they make that roster spot? Or unless you know, it's kind of like you know when teams create like a rec league and they just name the team.
1: Yeah, that, that like when the basketball season ends at colleges and intramural league is still going on, and all the basketball players have a roster spot on another team that's what that's like that is what that's like
0: or especially when football season is done and they're yeah. playing the rec league basketball yeah, you've just got like, the,
1: the the team's uh leading receiver playing
0: flag football
1: come
0: on now you're just like man i just all i wanted was the the, t- the free t-shirt i didn't even yeah. want want that kind of competition i just wanted the free t-shirt but I, I don't know
1: how they – if there's even any, you know, regulations on who can play and who can't. But it doesn't make sense to me why why they would let Joe John CBT. Maybe maybe for the exposure people want to come see him play. But maybe for the ratings, you know. What he, he, he scored like, what, 20,000 points in the NBA? Yeah, he scored a lot. He, he was – Yeah, 20,405 points in the NBA. The guy's probably going to be in the NBA Hall of Fame
0: or the Naismith Hall of Fame.
1: And he's out there. He's out there playing in the TV.
0: I mean, hey, any way to earn money is any way to earn money. You know? Yeah. And uh, so good luck to whoever's out there and going to win. I'll be sure to tune in. It's on ESPN as well as, you know, ESPN2. So make sure to go check out TBT because it's some good basketball out there, guys. So you guys got to check it out. So we have reached the end of our show, and as always, we like to do a little mindful moment to uh, kind of reflect on things we want to do in our life, like how we want to live our life, and you know what's been reflecting in our life, and if anything, you know, like a quote or you know what we've done to kind of make sure that you guys are okay and make sure that. You know, we all help each other out anyway. So Jake, what's your mindful moment?
1: My mindful moment, I like to keep it consistent. I like I like to to share quotes that I find that really spark meditation on them and to really just sit and think about it. So I've got one, Les Brown, he's an author. Um he said in every day there are one thousand four hundred and forty minutes. That means every day we have 1,440 opportunities to make a positive impact on the world, and to me, that says not only make the most of every of every minute that I have on this world, but to really spend time with positivity, whether that's positive thought, whether that's doing something to help somebody else, putting somebody else before me, or even something as small as smiling at a stranger on the street we've got unlimited opportunity in our lifetime to make a change and, and spread positivity, especially in a, in a day and age where there's a lot of negativity out there. Everything, you know, what we see on the news with COVID, there's a lot of negativity and we need to, to make the most of our 1,440 opportunities to spread positivity. Right. And,
0: that's my moment. and I think that goes a long way to, um, You know, how we should need to live our life and everything like that. Positivity is infectious. Yep, it really is. Uh, my mindful moment, and it kind of goes more towards what I do for a living, which is, you know, I help teach PE. I'm still working on retaining my physical education license to be able to teach my own program. But I think one of the, one of the greatest teachers of all time is, you know, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World preach it and he had he not only you know taught in the classroom but he taught life lessons to kids even in TV and in like real life and one of my main quotes that I like from his very last episode believe in yourselves dream try do good and a lot of it is if we just believe more in ourselves we'd be able to achieve more than what we have and me being as a teacher i always push my kids to the limit to I, what i know they can do and i always know that i have their back no matter what because if i don't have their back then who is in the in the world and you know i'm making sure that these kids are ready for what's going to happen even though they're young I want them to know that I'm teaching them the best way that I can and being a part of their lives and trying to make a difference. And that's really what I like to do about my job is just be there for the kids and make sure they know they have somebody who cares because there's a lot of people out there who only care about themselves and don't have the best intentions for everybody. But I always say, you know, you always have me to... I always have your back. I'm always there for you guys. And, you know, you guys just mean the world to me and make the job that I do a hundred times better knowing that I teach you guys. And it this year with COVID, it was really hard because we did a lot of virtual teaching. And it's different because they're just behind a screen. But knowing that they were there and that they cared that we always came in and saw them. We did some activity with them. I always know or have that feeling that their lives by just being there for them every day because I, I know being at home, is just boring and it's not fun. It's you want to be outside. You want to go to school with your friends. And hopefully next year, things will be different. But we'll just have to see how it goes. And that's kind of my mindful moment is always be there for somebody no matter what and if you always have believe in yourself you won't disappoint yourself you know I think that goes a long way the world needs
1: more Mr. Feeney's I know he was was a fictional character and whoever the writers were were absolutely brilliant because I mean we what's that show that show has been off off the air Boy Meets World it's been off the air I mean, for probably 20 years now. And now here we are still talking about something that Mr. Feeney had said. If you can watch Boy Meets World from start to finish and not take something that Mr. Feeney has said to
0: heart, then you didn't really watch it. I mean, the dude was just, man. He was there. Even though he was, like you said, he's a fictional character. It felt like he was always a part of your life with teaching you values and teaching you you know stuff that was important in, in your life that you need to look at look out for Mr. but he's the real MVP he was uh, but that's gonna be it for the show guys I want to thank you all so much for tuning in make sure that if you want to check out all the episodes hit the link in our bio description on our Instagram at underscore who underscore we will have a new episode Friday so stay tuned to that as well as a new who's that Hooper segment Coming out either tonight or tomorrow on Tuesday, Monday night or Tuesday throughout the day. So stay tuned for that. Also, if you would like to be a part of the guest from if you've been a part of the basketball world, whether it's high school, college, semi pro professional, anyone out there who wants to be a part of the show and just give us your life experience of what it's been like. Hit the message button on our Instagram page and shoot me a message and I will get back to you as soon as possible. We will have giveaways in the future, so look out for that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a hooper and keep balling. Peace.